Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Sylvia Moss. You know, I usually have a pretty good handle on the issues and topics uh, before we discuss them on Inside each week. However, this time, oh, my God, i got to tell you, I just told my guest a, a few minutes ago, <laughs> I have no clue. And before we talk to my wonderful guest, I want to tell you a little story. Okay. Okay. There were these two guys that went out to bar. Okay. They're they're pretty wasted and they decide to walk home. All right. So they're walking down the street and they see this light, this, you know, uh, what do they call it, like a, a street light? Okay. And the one guy says to the other guy, hey, buddy, look up there. There's the sun. And the other guy says, that's not the sun. That's the moon. Do you know this? No, go ahead. Okay. So they're arguing back and forth and back and forth. Finally, this other guy, same condition that they are, comes in or comes down the street where they are. Uh-huh. And the one guy says to him, hey, buddy, come here. So the guy comes over and goes, listen, see that? Is that the sun or this? is that the moon? And the third drunk says, how the heck do I know? I don't live around here. <laughs> well, those guys know a lot more about the sun and the moon than I do. So that'll give you an indication of mm. what this is going to by now. By now, you probably know we're going to talk about tomorrow, Monday's eclipse here. Yeah. Not only, yeah, not only in central Pennsylvania, but around the world. And my guest today knows probably more than anybody around about the sun, the moon, the earth, and especially about the atmosphere. You know him. I know him. Everybody knows him. Not only is he the chief meteorologist at CBS Channel 21, Tom Russell is, hey, he's a guy that's loved throughout central Pennsylvania because of, of his continuous involvement and generosity in our communities and um, I've known Tom for a while mm-hmm. and trust me he's most one of the most sincere honest giving persons the old find in we go oh, you know you're a good kid well, thank you <laughs> I'm honored thank you for having me on the show sure. great. well I gotta ask you this yeah. solar eclipse yeah, is this coming is tomorrow cool. on Monday mm-hmm. um, first of all what makes it happen what is it Okay, so uh, there's a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse right. so uh, so basically think about you have the sun, and in this case tomorrow, the moon's going to pass in front of the sun and uh, block the sun's rays. Right. So that's what we mean by a solar eclipse. So just the opposite happens when uh, we have a lunar eclipse. That's when uh, we get in the way of the sun rays going to the moon. So we've seen those before. Uh, so the first thing to mention is that eclipse is actually pretty common. It usually happens about twice a year. What makes this one a big deal is it's going to be able to be visible across most of the U.S. So sometimes an eclipse will happen, but you'd have to be in the middle of the Atlantic to see it, or you'd ah. have to be you know, in the Andes Mountains or something where it's not so popular. Okay. So that's what made this one a big deal, and obviously it's been well uh, advertised. So it happens tomorrow in the afternoon. Can't oh, wait. wow. Well, they're talking about totality and mm-hmm. partial eclipses. Now, here in the United States, there are certain areas we're going to see in its totality, but here in central Pennsylvania, it's not going to be that way. Can you explain that whole thing? We sure can. So kind of think of a map of the United States, and it starts in Oregon. Okay. This is the path of totality, as you call it. That's where they're going to see the total eclipse and go dark. So we're talking about uh, Oregon all the way down to South Carolina. So think right through the uh, the heartland. So that's a pretty narrow strip where they're actually going to see uh, a total eclipse. And that's why a lot of folks are literally getting in buses and driving to the areas where they're going to see a uh, total eclipse. So mm-hmm. I mentioned South Carolina, one of the big places 
places that's hosting something is Clemson University. They're in the in the path of totality. So a lot of the scientists, a lot of uh, uh, you know students and things are, are headed that way. So we, as you get further away from that path of totality, will get less and less. So we're going to be in what we call a partial eclipse, okay. which means about 77% of the sun is going to be blocked. So here in central Pennsylvania, if we mm-hmm. want to see it, We'll only see part of it, but we still have to take precautions with our eyes, right? Oh, yeah, and that's one of the things I really want to emphasize. So this is going to happen tomorrow, starting about 2, mm-hmm. peaking at 2.40, okay? And that's when we'll be right in line with each other. And then, uh, you know, a little less as we go to award about, uh, I think, 3.28 in the afternoon. So uh, that's basically the window. It's a pretty tight window here. Uh, so you mentioned we don't want to look directly at the sun. This is so important because it's a really cool thing. Your instinct is, oh, I want to look at it. So that can really do some damage to your eyes. So what happens is we have those rods and cones in our in our human retinas, and uh, they're very sensitive to light. And you've probably done this before. We accidentally glanced at the sun, and all of a sudden your vision kind of goes dark, and that little imprint of the sun is stuck in your Not vision. Not when I was sober, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's good to know. <laughs> good to know. Uh, but the problem is it only takes a few seconds for you um, you know, to be blinded a bit. And the concern from a lot of optometrists is that people are going to wake up on Tuesday morning with hazy, blurry vision that uh, isn't fixable. So wow. we want to emphasize that uh, sunglasses don't work. You have to have special solar filters, and this is both for your eyes and for your cameras as well because you don't want to damage uh, uh, your lens. So the first wow. thing is is protection. The better idea is to actually uh, look away from the sun, and there's a couple techniques you can use, but basically the simple one uh, is to uh, you'd have a, like a sheet of paper or mm-hmm. a piece of cardboard, and you put a pinhole in one. And then another piece of paper or cardboard back behind that, and you let that image of the sun shine through the pinhole and actually reflect on that other piece of paper. So okay. uh, it's real easy if you look up. Uh, there's a couple of websites I wanted to pass along, okay. eclipse2017.org, how to make one of those. It can be a simple box. It can be two pieces of, of paper. Uh, just something to project that on, and that's the safest way to do it. I don't know if you heard, but uh, I believe uh, Cumberland Valley decided to delay their first day of school because that's they didn't want... That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, they, they don't want to want kids, the kids out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't want to be responsible for some kid who looks up and stares at the at the sun too long. So uh, while it's a cool event, you do have to take the proper precautions. So anybody listening to this and going, oh, how do I look at it? Make sure you look up the safest way to, to do that. Uh, and again, there's a lot of cool techniques to do that, but... Um, you know, make sure you use your head. You know, I've often thought about like your weather weenies, your little puppies. <laughs> they're they're certainly going to be inside at that time. Right. But like, there's cows outside, and you can't put sunglasses on all these cows. I mean, how's that going to impact them? Well, normally, as as animals, they wouldn't be staring at the sun. But they do say that uh, you know, one of the things I mentioned, Clemson University, there's a whole group that's going to study how the animals react during the eclipse. You know, do they yeah. do they all of a sudden think it's nighttime and uh, and revert to whatever their nighttime uh, uh, routine would be? Uh, so there's actually whole areas of study as far as how how nature reacts to a uh, you know one this size an eclipse of, of this magnitude. If you don't know when it's coming, uh, typically what you'll see is the sky's going to get darker, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the you know watch out here it sure. comes. Sure. So you're going to see, uh, obviously, we're not going to be in the totality, so it's not going to be totally dark. Because uh, if you were in totality, you would actually see the, the corona, that, uh, mm-hmm. that little bit yeah. of sun uh, flare around the, uh, around the outside. So we don't, we're not that lucky, but uh, we are going to see, as you mentioned, things getting darker. So as it happens, one of the concerns is our friend uh, Fritzy Scheffler over at PennDOT actually uh, talked to me about a week or so ago and said, you know, PennDOT's really concerned about people uh, all of a sudden looking up 
and not paying attention to the road, <laughs> you know, oh and plowing into the person you know next to him because it is a pretty cool event. Yeah. So you got to get an awareness out. And so what we're hoping is that people are ready for this. And if you if you do find yourself drawn to it, pull off to the side, pull into a parking lot, uh, you know, until this event passes because you know human nature, what it is, you're gonna be like, oh, gosh, oh what's everybody imagine? looking at? And then you're gonna have accidents. It'd be interesting to see what the insurance oh. uh, uh, companies are doing around this time of well, year. Well, you know tomorrow. what bothers me too is so many Americans are out in public and that big band that's going to go across the United States that's oh, if anybody wants to do anything bad if there's any uh, care, oh, you know that scares because, me a lot well, because they know this them. is coming yeah but there are a lot of groups uh, on the good side taking buses to the path of totality and a lot of people are really making this a, a big event a road trip uh, because it really is a, a once in a lifetime thing for a lot of folks mm-hmm. you know the last time this happened where it was across the United States was what back in the early night like 1918 when it happened in totality uh, across the United States. Yeah, it's been States. a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they're talking about it's going to happen again in 2024. Four, right. How did they figure that out? How do you know? Here it comes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, all of astronomy is, is pretty predictable. So, uh, you know, we've been doing that for, for thousands and thousands of years. Believe, that, believe it or not, before iPhones, yes, and before uh, computers. Um, I'm always pretty fascinated by astronomy because, um, you know, if you know where things are now, you can predict where they're going to be uh, when we think back to to our ancestors that's how they navigated that's how they got across the yeah. uh, Atlantic um, so it's it's definitely kind of a lost skill in our day and age of, of digital communications but uh, it's it's actually gotten easier because computers can go so far out into the future and, and, and predict these things so it's actually you know it has to do with the orbit uh, for us, in this case, it happens to, uh, happens to do with uh, what we call the uh, angular size. So uh, as long as uh, that tilt of the of the moon and the earth and the sun are all lined up, uh, it's actually pretty easy to predict. Well, you were talking about our ancestors thousands of years ago. They had a whole different vision. I think some of them uh, thought maybe it was an omen, mm-hmm. something bad. And then exactly. I read an article about these two factions that were fighting, saw it, and were so scared they thought it was a sign from the gods to sure. make peace. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you think back to uh, you, you know, mentality at that time. Yeah. Anything that happened celestially was was the gods, was a, was a big deal. So uh, I think that would, uh, you know, if I'm a herder or a farmer in a, in a field and all of a sudden the, the sky goes dark for, for a period of time, it's going to make me up a little bit. Yeah. I'm thinking twice, what did I do wrong? Exactly. What if, I'm going to go make peace with my uh, fellow shepherd or whatever I'm yeah. doing. Yeah, it's, it's really something isn't it it's pretty amazing and that's why it's kind of neat to look at it in a in a modern day context because like you said it's easy to predict we can do that uh we almost take it for granted but it's also a very humbling thing when you realize you know what we're in this big old universe and uh, we're just a tiny little speck and the sun can go out whenever it wants yeah exactly (laughs) isn't it something it's humbling that way let me ask you this is it going to have any impact on the weather around the world in general and especially here in central pennsylvania no that's one of the things uh uh, meteorologists are are studying uh i mentioned clemson just because i was reading an article on on all the different factions of this so one of the things they do want to measure is okay how cool do we go from full sun to block sun, especially in the path of totality? You know, how many degrees does it drop? How long for how long? And then when does it come back? So th- there is a as a meteorolo- meteorological factor to this that that is pretty interesting. So 
As far as affecting weather patterns, no. But uh, if all of a sudden in the middle of the day you go from 90 degrees in South Carolina to 72 degrees, that's a that's a pretty interesting day, you know, to come right back. Uh, but it doesn't really affect weather patterns because this is much more, this is way above the atmosphere. This is all about uh, celestial. But at the same time, the sun is our biggest heater. So yeah. uh, when you start to turn off the sun or affect the sun, then you affect the weather as well. So what about the, the tides in the ocean? Would that affect them? Because you're saying like they're right. Sometimes they happen in the ocean. I would assume if I were a scientist, I would see what happens to the tides as they're in the middle of the ocean. Well, you know, the moon is what causes our tides, so that's not really an issue. That moon is taking the yeah. same path, so we yeah. just happen to be in a spot where we can see it. That's what makes this unique. Okay. So the moon's not doing anything weird. The sun's just, not doing anything weird. Uh, this, uh, as I mentioned, happens twice a year. It's uh, it's just the normal progression of the, of the moon's orbit around us and our orbit around the sun. It just happens to line up, so it wouldn't have any effect uh, that way. But, um, you know, like you said, what, what happens to marine life? Do they affect, is that yeah. affected differently? Um, so it's pretty cool. I, I think the thing to remember, though, is it's still a very small window. You're talking mm-hmm. about an hour and a half as it plays out. And, and even the actual totality part is probably, you know, less than 10 minutes. So um, I don't think it's going to have a huge effect and alter the alter the earth. I know you go to work, what, about 2 in the afternoon? Yeah, I go to 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, newscast. Um what are you going to be doing that day? Well, are you going to be standing out? Oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, we're actually going to try to uh, get a couple of different uh, uh, views of it. CBS National, our affiliate, is going to be doing some uh, some tracking of it. So we'll have that. Uh, we were talking about doing a Facebook Live, you know, how mm-hmm. should we cover it? Uh, our friends down at the uh, Naylor Observatory in Lewisbury, they're going to be having an event. So anybody who's into astrom- astronomy, this is this is your Super Bowl. So uh, trying to find and, and cover, uh, we're trying to cover people enjoying it and people, you know, how are they uh, experiencing the uh, the eclipse? So kind of from the the viewer standpoint. Um, so for me personally, I I want to be out in it. I want to be in the on oh, the roof sure and stuff. Oh, sure you do. <laughs> um, so my bosses haven't exactly told me exactly what we're going to do yet, but uh, we're definitely going to be doing some kind of Facebook Live or, or something like that. Well, I know NASA on their uh, website, they're going to have a live feed during mm-hmm. it. So Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of that. And that's why we encourage people, you know, as as potentially you want to look at it, don't do it because yeah. there's other places to see it. And uh, you really got to avoid that uh, that direct uh, looking at the sun. I think that's going to be the hardest thing to get across. Well, we're talking about having protective glasses and not mm-hmm. sunglasses. Where does somebody pick something like that up around here? Well, it's it's funny you mentioned that because we did a story just last week on CBS 21 that uh, some glasses that were sold through Amazon are actually not yeah. functional. They're not good enough. So I'm, I am concerned that there's some bad stuff out there. I was reading an article from one optometrist and she said even simple things like they have to fit perfectly because let's say you have an adult pair of glasses, you give it to your kid and some rays sneak through, you can do some permanent damage. So wow. um, to answer your question, I mean, here we are a day before. It's too late, I think, to to or order something off the web. But um, most people have been uh, gearing up for this and, and ordered things in advance. So I would just uh, double check with uh, with your neighbor or, or best yet, go back to that pinhole idea and, and yeah, watch it. it. Uh, the other thing I saw, I don't know if I can demonstrate <laughs> this on the radio, but they say you can actually take your, your fingers and make a grid, yeah. turn your back to the sun, and then the sun will shine through the grid. And it's that smaller grid you'll actually see as you project it onto something, onto a surface. Ah. You'll actually see that uh, that wow. eclipse take place. So, Boy, I'll tell you. Uh, the last time this happened was, what, uh, 1918, I think, wasn't it? Is yeah, that what we were talking about? And I think back time, at that time, we weren't 
as technolo- of course we weren't as technologically uh, savvy as we are now. So this would they're probably going to get a whole lot of stuff out of this one before for the before the next one occurs in a couple of years. So that might give you an indication about the stupid people out there that didn't listen to you <laughs> and, wore, and didn't wear glasses, especially you know how young kids are. Well, yeah, that's you'll the thing. find out yeah. how bad this is. Yeah, and I. It's such a uh, to me. It's a dichotomy because you, your instinct is to want to look at it because yeah. it's the coolest thing you've ever seen, and yet if you do, you can damage your eyes. So it's uh, kind of right in the middle between there. But I think you're right. You're going to have all this oh, data wow. that we never had about uh, eclipses. Uh, like I said, the the studies that we're going to do on animals. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba. Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If there is any effect uh, weather-wise, I think there's a lot of aspects to this. In addition to just, you know, it's kind of cool and uh and it's something everybody can kind of rally around, and I think that's neat. Um, the other thing is just turning on, like you mentioned kids, getting them excited about science because yeah. it's like, you know, here's as much as advanced as we are and we think we can control everything, there's a lot in the heavens that uh, we kind of get humbled by. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that aspect of where it's going to intrigue a lot of kids and get people interested in, in science, but at the same time go, you know what? We have our tiny little part in the universe. We're not the, uh, we don't make stuff happen necessarily. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I got to tell you about something. Uh, my little grandson, Josh, you remember Josh. I asked mm-hmm. Tom one day if I could bring him over and he was so wonderful to Josh and Joshy was at that time. All he talked about, he was six. All he talked about was black holes, the yeah, universe. Yeah, he blah, was blah, way blah, ahead blah, of his time. Yep. Well, let me tell you something. I think a lot because of you. That has not changed. Really? He is so excited. He wants to be an astrophysicist now. Wow. Yeah, he loves that. And you had a great deal to do with that. Well, thank you. And you guys go to the same church. And I remember different times, first time he come, came home and he said, guess who? I, I saw my friend Tom Russell. But now he's gotten older and he sees you and he's kind of a friend. Yeah, he's, like he's not scared. cool anymore, No, he's right? not cool. Yeah. No, he's, no, you're cool. It's just no, no, he's no. a little the same shy. Thing, no, the same thing happened with my kids. They were like, oh, your dad's on TV. Ooh, dad's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that? gross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh. <laughs> but I have to thank you for show. that because the kid's not going into broadcasting, which is to me is like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> See, he is too smart. You're right. He's a good boy. So he but really thank wants you. to study astrophysics. As, oh my goodness! Every wow. time we're together, he says, "Do you know?" Well, he I'm Russian. He calls me right. Baba. He'll say, "You know what, Baba?" And he goes on about all these facts. He's and so then smart. I uh, subscribe to stuff on uh, like uh, science magazines on the internet. When I find something about that, I cut and paste it, send it to to his dad, his dad prints it out for him. He's just so, so he cool. thinks he thinks everybody is as excited about, about it as he right. is. Yeah, and, it's funny. And, and that's where we on the scientific side are so excited because it's going to get people who aren't necessarily excited about science uh, into science. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the big pushes, as you know now, is to getting getting young girls involved in in the STEM research and getting them excited about the math and the sciences. So hopefully this will have that kind of uh, long-term effect. And you do go out to schools and talk to kids. I know they love it when you come. Yeah, and I always run into, uh, you know, I do uh, stakes in a forecast where I go out Mm -hmm. in somebody's backyard and 
I never know the people, obviously, until I get there. Uh, there was one uh, just a week and a half ago where I showed up, and she's like, oh, you were in my second grade class. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> so, we, right. we already know each other. So Well, I remember go kind of fun. going out and doing those things when I was doing morning shows, and the mm -hmm. kids used to say to me, there were two questions. Do you know, I forget who was popular. Have you ever interviewed whoever right. the popular, you know, some uh, Rock stars. Music. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And how much money do you make? <laughs> do they ask you that one? <laughs> yes. Yes, all the time. How much do you make? That's right. It's funny. They're, but they're great. Let's yeah, uh, yeah. switch gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. I remember a couple of years ago uh, talking to you and talking to some other people about global, global warming, and the majority of people said it doesn't exist. Well, What's going on with our weather then? If something's going on, the high temperatures, the ice caps melting, the, the uh, shores moving further in. I mean, what is it? So is the shore is fault? moving? Is that what you Yes. That, that, what, not the shore. What do they call it? You know, the, uh, the yeah, coastlines. Rise, the coastline. The coastline. Something has to be going on, Tom. But it's always been going on. And that's always been my point is that, you know, climate change is such a misnomer because the climate has always changed. It will always change. So this idea that, that our atmosphere and the... Uh, uh, is a static thing is just wrong and 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 you know people call uh, you know deniers and you get into all this political verbi verbiage but you know if you sit here and say the the atmosphere is supposed to be static and our weather's not supposed to change that's denial so we got to be really oh. careful about how we how we do that cuz you know but do you seriously i i can remember when i'm a little older than you i can remember growing up where we knew what was coming we had heavy duty snowstorms in the winter time you don't see that anymore what are you talking about look at march oh, stop. what happened in march <laughs> It's all cyclical. So we have, you know, two or three bad winters, and then we have a mild winter like we did. Um, we had a cold summer. What was it? Uh, 2013, you know, where we, mm -hmm. it was extremely chilly. Yeah, you're right. So when you, perspective is so important with weather, and what happens is we only remember, let me ask you a question. What was last summer? Do you remember? Last, no, I don't remember. That's what I mean. I'm like, I, I remember my name half but, the time. But seriously, our, our memories for weather are yeah. extremely short. So if you remember, last summer was extremely hot. We had 36 days, 90 or above. It was second hottest July on record. Here we are August, a year later, and we can't even reach 90. Yeah. So things have always changed. It fluctuates. The big question, and this is where it gets into political, is who's causing it? And I say nature's causing it like it always has. And that's where when you get into the study, both of day-to-day -day weather, we call it, and then Climate is described as weather over time. So as we get into that, we've always had fluctuations. So one of the things I try to point out, even on my broadcast from time to time, is you want extreme, go to the 30s. You get the highs temperature-wise, and you got the cold temperature-wise. And both happen in that same decade. And if you remember, we had a terrible, uh, terrible drought through the Midwest. If you're familiar with the, yeah, you know, the the how dry things were, the Dust Bowl. And what happened there is that was part weather where we got into a drought, but it was also policy where they over farmed and uh, and uh. destroyed the land. So there is this play where we we affect what we do, but we don't affect these big weather patterns. So weather's always fluctuated. Weather's always changed like that. So I get really nervous when we start talking about terms like climate change and, and global warming and because they have political connotations. You're not talking about science anymore. Mm -hmm. So the big question is, did we cause it? And I say no. And I say, you know, we're better at adapting than we are trying to predict temperatures out 100 years. You know, it's a very humbling business when you try to predict weather week to week, day to day. And, uh, you know, we can't get seven days from now right. 
So you play that over time, you're going to have problems with forecast models. So forecast modeling has, has made tremendous advances in our business, but there's still a humbling side of it that uh, that we can't get over. So we don't have the technology to say, hey, what's the temperature in 100 years? It's going to change. We've been warmer in the past. We've been cooler in the past. So um, it's, We don't even know if we're going to be here in a, in a couple <laughs> of years. I mean, come on. How do, why do people expect that from you, though, what you're going to say? Well, I'm asking because that. Because we have gotten better. I think there's an expectation okay. now because you go back 20 years, we couldn't give you a three-day forecast that was accurate. Now we can do five to seven days. Uh, it's the same with severe weather. You know, you go back before um, the Doppler radars in 1988, mm-hmm. we were lucky to give you any warning for a tornado. Now we can give you five, seven, ten minutes uh, lead time, and that saves lives. So we're a lot better than at what we did. Uh, I can tell you from my kid's standpoint is they look on the phone and they go, oh, it's going to rain at 320 this afternoon. Well, that's just based on forecast modeling. There's no human filter going on that. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. But the expectation is has leapfrogged over meteorologists like me and gone, oh, well, my phone says it's going to it's going to rain at 320. We're not there yet. But the expectation is that we're there. OK, with all this in mind, mm-hmm. um, What's going to happen this winter? It's going to be a bad winter. Well, the uh, it's funny you mentioned that the Farmers Almanac came out and mm-hmm. said it's going to be uh, cold and snowy, so really rough winter for the Northeast. Uh, and uh, if you look in light of last uh, winter, where we didn't have much winter until the big snowstorm in March, mm-hmm. uh, I tend to lean that way that we are due for um, for a rough uh, a rough winter. And uh, when I say rough, it's a typical winter. A typical winter in Central PA is is pretty cold and uh, and pretty frequently snowy. It doesn't mean we always have a big snow. We've had those the last two years, but those have been like the only snows. So yeah. I'm talking. I'm thinking more frequent snows uh, throughout that. The one thing I want to mention, I don't know how much time we have, but uh, basically what I'm concerned about, especially in Central PA, and I mentioned everything is cyclical. Every five to seven years we flood. We live in a floodplain. That's what the definition of a and valley you've been is. there for the last couple of ones. I mean, you're the well, main man. <laughs> but, but look at this. Follow me. 2004, yeah. major flood. 2011, major flood. Mm-hmm. So every five to seven years, and we're in year six of oh, that boy. five to seven window. Now, your reaction is, oh, well, you know, nobody wants to go through it. Mm-mm. But instead of sitting here pretending that it's global warming or somebody's causing it, why not just prepare for it? Exactly. Because it's always happened. If you look at it historically, we're overdue for a flood. Now, the other thing you remember about 2011 is we had tons of tornadoes. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of severe weather. We had snow and Halloween of that year. Okay? So that was, in what you know, the overused word, an extreme year. But it's going to happen again. So to sit here and pretend that it's not going to happen again is... That's not right. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's doing everybody a disservice. So rather, rather, let's focus on, hey, we're overdue for flooding. We're overdue for severe wow. weather. And instead of panic every time it happens, let's be better prepared for it. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, people don't realize how difficult. You come on TV, you're so pleasant. You ha- try to keep a upbeat attitude about the weather. And it's not, it's it's difficult. It's not, you know, the guys well, sit down, well, let's do this. Okay, it's going to do this. We're going to have this time. you got to do a lot of work. Well, and it's it's an interesting thing. I always say it's part art, part science. Because mm-hmm. as I mentioned, the science part has really come along. And uh, high-speed computers have really uh, done tremendous uh, help in what we do. But there is an art to it. And uh, and, and that's knowing that, hey, we are in that window. There's, we're due for severe weather. Um, you know, and, and individual uh, days are more exciting than others, as you mentioned. But it is, it's difficult, but it's so challenging. What's great about it is, you know, we started the show talking about the eclipse. Yeah. Weather affects everybody. And that's You're what right. it, it should be a uniting factor instead of 
something that tears us apart. And I think that's my biggest frustration is is whether because it affects our everyday, why can't we all be behind it and you know and accept it for what it is and then mitigate where we can and uh and 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 play out the best parts of it instead Mm -hmm. we 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 take something natural like the weather and we make it uh an antagonist we 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 make it people are nuts tom that's it that's why uh, we need you you that's that's why we need you so much here in central PA. (laughs) you're gonna keep warning us and taking care of us and and that's what we love to do exactly exactly i wanted to ask you this quickly because i have a friend who's asked me this several times um, the ozone layer mm-hmm. is it in good shape, and if it isn't, is it because of heat? Well, I think one of the things you want to separate here, because when you talk about global warming, uh, you're talking about the theory that if you add more carbon dioxide to the uh, the atmosphere, things warm. Okay, so when you're talking about ozone layer, if you remember, we go back to the '70s, we're talking about particulates. So remember, you had the the aerosol hairsprays and, yes, and things. Yes, yes. CFCs that they wanted to eliminate. So that is pollution. CO2 is natural. CO2 is what we breathe out. CO2 is what the the trees breathe in. Okay, that's the thing of growth. So. I'm always careful when these conversations get close together that, um, you know, we start talking about the ozone layer. Yeah, we can reduce particulates and, and pollution. Mm-hmm. And we did a fabulous job through the 70s and 80s. So yeah. there, there's room for growth on the on the pollution side. But I get real scared when the people start putting those two conversations together that the stuff that is of life, CO2, yeah. becomes quote unquote uh, pollution. So it kind of gets demonized a little bit. Uh, as far as the ozone goes, um, the the theory there is is that fluctuates as well. So sometimes that ozone hole is larger, sometimes it's smaller. So when you ask is it healthy, I'm always careful about is it what's normal. You know what I mean? Is there this whole idea that weather and the atmosphere and everything is static is just wrong because it, it constantly fluctuates. You know, and that's pretty good. Uh, pretty much the answer. That I guess it's personal responsibility for using things that are going to have an impact on it. Yeah, that's I, what's going to change it. And I think that's an important thing to emphasize because you go, well, you know, he doesn't believe in global warming, but that doesn't mean that we don't take care and we're not good stewards right. of our of our earth. So there are things that pollute. Um, I, I think one of the biggest examples in Central PA is how we change our landscape. And I always bring in this example up. Uh, back in 2004, uh, the Swatera Creek rose to a, a certain extent. I don't remember the, the numbers, but by the time 2011 flood happened, it was 10 feet higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that because weather was worse or we did something? You know what we did? We changed Route 39. Route 39 was a back road, the, you know, the road that goes right into Hershey. Now, all of a sudden, you got a giant shopping center. You got uh, apartments. You have the antique auto museum. So, stuff that used to percolate into the ground and then eventually get to the Sweet Air Creek now runs off and it's in the creek in two minutes. Mm-hmm. We changed that landscape. We didn't change the weather, but we changed how we interact with the weather. Well, you know what, Tom? One thing that I'm constantly saying on the program is uh-huh. things aren't the way you think they are. Things change. So take a couple minutes, just like you're saying, take a couple minutes to educate yourself about the situation. Just like the people might say, well, this is why it happened. No, it happened because the landscape changed. And you changed it. You know, so that's pretty much what we're saying here today, too. And and I think you bring up a really good point because, yes, it changed. Nobody did it uh, with malicious intent. Exactly. It's just natural growth. And I'm not against growth by any means. So I think what you say is so important because Take a, a second. We just want to demonize everything. It's you against yeah. me. It's me against them. That's and I think it's so important that we say, okay, yeah, we changed this. What are the results? And let's let's live with the results or, or better the results if we can. Um, but I think that's so important, whether it's weather or politics or, or everything right now, right. Is, is we don't listen to each other. 
you know, well, why did that landscape change? Well, well, now we have a better township building in South Hanover or, or whatever the, the reason is. I, I just think we stop. We just, uh, I, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I, I think we I blame understand. social media a lot that, you know, it's, you, what we do now is we don't listen to each other. We just put each other in categories and we go, oh, he's a global warming guy. Well, he's not a global warming guy. And then all of a sudden there's no more conversation. It's just like, you're wrong and I'm right. Exactly. And that is also wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Well, we're running out of time, and I want to quickly talk to you about okay. tomorrow, the 21st of August, Monday, the eclipse. Right. So 2.40 at peaks. 2.40, okay. okay. So starting around 2 o'clock, uh, again, do not look directly at the sun. Make sure you have an approved uh, solar filter, something that uh, special glasses or whatever, make sure. Uh, and then uh, between 2 and then 2.40 at peaks, and then it's uh, over by about 3.20 or so. And if you need a place to see this, Tom Russell's address is. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> at kidding. At CBS 21, come <laughs> yeah. on by. But there's going to be a lot of coverage yeah. on this, so okay. uh, don't feel like you have to do something special. Just uh, watch CBS 21 or uh, get with some friends who are doing it. So it, it is going to be exciting, and I hope people are as excited as uh, as they should be. Oh, they are. I want to remind our listeners, don't forget to tune in for Tom every day thank you. at 5, 6, 10, 11 mm-hmm. on CBS TV 21. Well, right? thank you so much. Sure. It was wonderful hanging out with you. Oh, we'll do it again. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Thanks, Tom. I'm Sylvia Moss. This has been a presentation of iHeartMedia. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 